0: From the vibrant soul of sherri Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects sherri passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. sherri and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, sherri and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more.
1: Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherry I'm your host, and I am excited about this show today. I'm excited to be here with you all. And this is a show, if you're new, it's about spirituality, it's about mental health. And within those conversations, we have opportunities like today to talk about different traditions And so today we're going I have a guest here and we're going to be diving a little bit into the Buddhist teaching. So if you're interested in that, that appeals to you, then this is the show for you. If you're new to me and my work, I am the author of many books. The most recent book is called Emotional Detox Now. And before the end of the show, I will talk a little bit more about that in terms of what what I believe is coming up to be cleansed for people in terms of an emotional detox. Uh, I'll talk about that after the guest. So make sure you hang in there. But for now, I want to welcome my guest, Kimberly Brown. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit.
2: Shariana, thank you. It's so nice to see you again. I'm glad to be here. Yes. Yes. You and I, we
1: were just chatting audience that the, the last time we spoke was several years ago. And you were, if I remember correctly, Kimberly, you were releasing a book during the pandemic to help people through the pandemic,
2: right? Yeah, correct. correct. It was right in the middle of it, Sheriana. It was really quite <laughs> a different time. <laughs> I don't know how you pulled that off, how you pulled everything Together
1: so quickly, but I really I remember enjoying my conversation with you very much, and I I hear very good things about your teachings and the work that you're doing out there. Why don't we begin with you just sharing with the audience a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure, um, I came to practice and teach meditation um, after I was having um, panic attacks. I trained to be a psychoanalyst and I trained in that particular framework, you train for about four or five years, uh, clinically seeing patients under supervision. And um, you know then you can um, become an analyst and work as a therapist. And I trained for close to four years. I found that I didn't, I no longer agreed with it. I knew, no longer agreed with the idea that there was something wrong with you. If you had anxiety, there was something wrong with you. If you were depressed, there was something wrong with you. Um, I just didn't, it didn't resonate anymore. I don't mean that suffering didn't exist because I saw it in my patients. But what really I felt was very part of what was harming them is the belief in these stories about themselves. Mm. So I left that um discipline and I wasn't sure you know how I was going to practice or you know work in life and then I started to have panic attacks. Now I trained to be an analyst. I had had lots of therapy. It was very helpful to me. But I didn't have any tools. So you know, Shariane, I could tell you, "Oh, I'm having a panic attack and here's why and here's my history." but I couldn't manage the panic attack. So I needed to learn some skills and that's what led me to meditation and ultimately to Buddhist meditation. Um, For me, um, I'm very grateful to the tradition, although I hold it very lightly. To me, it's not really a religion. And one of the reasons I wrote the book, both books, is um, to offer these practices in a secular way. So it doesn't matter if you're Christian or an atheist or Jewish, or Buddhist, these uh, practices are useful. Mm.
1: And and just so you know, audience, the, one of the reasons that we're gathering today and we're celebrating today is because Kimberly has now launched your a book to, as of yesterday, correct? A new book was launched out in the world. And tell us the name of that book.
2: That book is Navigating Grief and Loss, 25 Buddhist practices to keep your heart open for yourself and others. And it was just released yesterday, Sherri <laughs> Wow. Well,
1: it's an honor to kind of help you birth this book and put it out into the world. So let me ask you this, Kimberly, because you said I was led to meditation and then eventually to Buddhist meditation. Is there a difference? And can you explain what that is for the audience?
2: Absolutely. Um, Buddhism is not just meditation. It also includes um, actions. And it includes, you know, a certain philosophy of life. And the philosophy or the understanding of Buddhism is what is the truth of our lives, all of our lives. And the truth of all of our lives is that everything is impermanent, okay. the good and the bad that all of us will get sick at some point in life, all of us will grow older, and all of us will die. These are all true things, right? There's not any religion that can save us from all of that, right? So in the Buddhist tradition, we're encouraged to face this reality and recognize there are ways to feel less stressed out about these truths, Right. Mm-hmm. So to have, you know, physical pain and to go to a doctor and find out they can't give you much for it, you add to your own pain by, you know, trying to push it away and get rid of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So from a Buddhist view, these certain truths are going to happen to us. We're going to lose people we love. That's going to happen. Right. We might lose our jobs and joyful things will happen too. All of these th- things will happen how can we meet them all with wisdom and kindness to ourselves and that's where the practices and the meditations come in in the in the tradition hmm. so it's it sounds like what you're
1: sharing with us is that meditation is it is a practice a, a form of mindfulness if you will um, and buddhist meditation comes with some principles that is based on some core truths so it's a it's a little bit broader.
2: It is would that be accurate? That would be accurate, Chiriana. Okay. I mean, it is said that a mark of a buddhist teaching, that all buddhist teachings, the meditations and trainings, all of them are designed to alleviate suffering. Mm. Okay. And so, you know, that's the kind of the core foundation and what is suffering? Well, yeah. suffering is this our our desire for things not to be happening, our desire to control things we can't control. And that really gets us in trouble. Yeah, I I so can relate to that. And it's kind of perfect timing
1: because I have a, a membership in my platform And we were just getting together about an hour ago and doing some emotional cleanses together. And what was coming up is exactly what you're speaking to was that feeling of being out of control. Because that's what can happen when people feel like, oh, somebody gets sick and now somebody died and now I'm dealing with this. And then it 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 gives you that feeling like, oh my gosh, everything's out of control and that's scary, right? But I love the way... I love the way you're kind of acknowledging this ahead of time, right? Like, like it's not like the world because you can often feel like, oh, the the rug was just pulled out from underneath me. But what you're saying, based on Buddhist teachings, is we know that we're all going to be affected by these things, and here is how you can handle that and and holding some of these principles can help. Is, did I
2: get that correct? <laughs> Absolutely, Sherrietta. And what you're talking about, the people you're working with, it's very similar. You know, here's everything's out of my control. Well, yes, that's true. Let's try to understand what can we control. We can yes. control our own heart, our own mind. I know in your own work, you're, you're working with your own emotions, right? Yes. I can't control other people. I can't control sickness and illness and war. I can only um, take care of my own self and then use my words and my actions in ways that might benefit myself and everyone else. Mm.
1: Interesting. This this is fascinating. Now, because you're I know people don't like that word, expert. But forgive me, everyone. It's just the the one word I can come up with right now. But because you're an expert, I we know we're always learning, and I I don't like it when people call me an expert either, because I'm like I'm I'm always learning and growing. But but you have let's say devoted quite a bit of time to this subject. How many how many years have you been? Doing this work, Kimberly, about fifteen years. About fifteen years. Mm-hmm. So that's a good, a good chunk of time. Especially what I love about your work is you're really concentrated. You're really focused and in and, and zoomed in on certain areas, particularly that Buddhist meditation piece. So, I'll ask you about the word desire. <laughs>
2: It makes me laugh because um, if you don't know much about Buddhism, you might think, oh, I know what that's about. It's all they do is talk about suffering and tell you that you shouldn't want anything, you know, Mm -hmm. and desire Mm -hmm. is a bad thing. Yes. Right? That's that's one of the stories of Buddhism, right? Exactly. That's what I want to bring up here. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. I'm glad because (laughs) from a Buddhist view, there's nothing wrong with wanting or preferring. There's nothing wrong with making plans, you know, Um, but we get into trouble when we're gripping them too tightly, right? Mm -hmm. When I really want that job and I don't get it, okay? That's where we cause ourselves suffering. So from a Buddhist view, you know, our relationship to desire is one that is not so tight, right? It's saying, okay, this is what I prefer. I'm going to do my best to create the conditions that will bring that about, whatever it is, you know, my success at school, my own health or someone else's, I'm going to do my best. And it's not all up to me. Mm -hmm. So many factors are going to play into this, that I need to be able to say, I've done my best. And okay. It didn't work out. Not going to be crushed. I'm not going to be overwhelmed. I'm going to feel my disappointment and begin again.
1: Now, let me ask you this. I'm kind of curious, Kimberly, going back to the, to the panic attacks. I, I imagine that you've had quite a bit of time to really reflect on that. Do you, do you feel That was a little bit of a state of attachment because here you are, I'm imagining you're studying for four years and you realize, oh my gosh, I don't, I'm not aligned. Right. Yeah. And then you decide to switch gears. Do you feel like some of that was a little bit of, because you do, you get this in your mind. Okay. I'm going to be this. (laughs) Right, And I can so relate because I was a school psychologist for years and it was like, how am I going to let something I work so darn hard for just slip away? And for me, the universe kind of slipped it away from me because I had let my uh, professional development credits go. And I thought, oh, I'll just catch up and I'll just, I'll get a job and I'll ask them if they'll pay for the extra, whatever I need to do to kind of get, give me some time. And the universe was like, no, that's not, they, they actually wouldn't actually give me the interview. They said, no, it, it, we can't interview you. You let your professional development mm-hmm. credits go. So it was like the perfect scenario because I was on the fence yep. and I was like, okay, it's over baby. let it go. I was like, just gripping and gripping. And I remember having that sort of panicky feeling. So what do you think about that?
2: Yes. I mean, uh, it was similar for me in the sense that I was having a, the panic attacks were coming about um, in part because I really was in this uncertain place. Like, you know, like you said, what, where, what was going to happen? Where was I going to go? How was I going to, you know, let go of what I thought things would be? They were not, however, brand new. I had experienced panic attacks in my life before. And also a desire in when I was having these panic attacks, I had a huge desire to get rid of them. Huge. I would have fear of having panic attacks and that would compound the whole thing. So one of the ways I learned to work with them and one of the ways that I am healed from them is, Sherrianna, I still have them sometimes. What? Yes. So they have not vanished (laughs) and they are not so overwhelming. It's more like, oh, okay, this is happening. I'm going to be okay. I can meet it with wisdom. They don't last for you know, whatever. All these tools have allowed me to do that.
1: I love your honesty. And I appreciate that because, and I'm really drawn to that. I think that there is an authenticity there. And it's it's important for people to, to be honest about, okay, I still have them, but they're a heck of a lot less and you know how to handle them. You're not afraid of them. Interesting. And I'm imagining some of these teachings are in your books.
2: <laughs> yes, they are actually. Yeah, they are. Yeah yeah. 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 Because from a Buddhist view, but I also think it's from a wisdom view that all of our feelings are normal. All the experiences we have, some are going to be really hard and some are going to be wonderful. And how can we meet all of it? with kindness, with gentleness, with wisdom. Because once you do that, well, now nothing is a problem, really. It might be painful. It -hmm. might be something you wouldn't wish, but it's not exactly a problem. It's something that you can take care of and take care of yourself.
1: Interesting. I think a lot of people can relate to that who have experienced panic attacks. I don't know what's worse, worrying that you're going to get another one (laughs) Or the uh, the actual, I've had one panic attack in my life, and I was on a boat, oh. and then yes, it was actually on my honeymoon. Oh. <laughs> My husband should have known that was a big red flag with me and boats at that time because we would later buy a boat and I would have to get over that, right? That, that re traumatization of I don't, and I still, it's, it's like you in the panic attacks. I don't like the feeling of being in the middle of the water. Mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. it, it's uncomfortable. I don't really, it's not my preference. I will, I can do it, right? I can go out there, I can rally, I can hang but I've got limits and I'm honest about it. That was wonderful. Wasn't the best time of my life. <laughs> Won't be going out to buy another boat. It's now, now the boat has been sold, but it it reminds me of panic attacks with you, right? Um, yeah. I, I can handle it. I can rally, right? Um, and so it's good for everybody to hear that. So You're talking about attachment. That's what I'm hearing. The the word attachment, which Buddhism brings up a lot, that it's more the attachment, if I'm correct, and you can correct me, that creates that suffering, the, the clinging and the resistance. Let's segue a little bit into your book because your book is about grief.
2: Yes. Yes. Navigating Grief and Loss. And, you know, for most of us, this is our ultimate attachment. We don't want to lose what's important to us. We don't want to lose the people we love. We don't want to lose a job. We don't want our marriage to end. It's so painful, right? And yet it's going to happen, right? So how can we, just like you're talking about being on the boat, How can we meet this experience? Okay, I'm afraid. It's very overwhelming. How can I be with that experience, allow myself to feel whatever comes up and not be devastated and not be destroyed by it? And in fact, learn to develop such a deep compassion that we're able to hold other people's grief and loss, right? Mm. Because that's something that connects us all. We share it.
1: Yeah. Do, do you know any research on that, Kimberly? I'm sure you came across it. I don't expect you to pull it off the top of your head, but in terms of, I feel like I've read somewhere along the line that that is one of the number one fears. I know public speaking is up there.
2: Public but, speaking, and, I believe. And and fear um, of death, isn't it? Fear of death, fear of loss of loved ones, divorce yeah. is on that, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 Of being alone, that's a big one. Yeah. Right. So navigating grief is, it's about loss. It's not just about a loved one, but a loss of self, loss of marriage, like you said. And you offer people 25 Buddhist practices. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you mean? What do you mean by outside of meditation? Are they mostly meditation or what do you mean by practices?
2: They're mostly types of contemplation, types of meditation, ways in which you can um, just sit and be quiet with yourself. I learned them and adapted them from my Buddhist training. I believe that all of the major um, wisdom traditions, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, I believe they all have similar contemplations, ways in which we can get quiet and honor our losses. One of the issues, I think, in our culture is we aren't really taught how to grieve. We're also taught maybe to wrap it up pretty quick. You know, people leave for three days bereavement leave. That's what they generally give in offices, and you're just expected it's done. Right? Yeah. Takes a long time, and there's a big lot of processing that happens, and these practices all are um, ways in which you can learn to be with whatever you're struggling with in that during that time. I agree. There is a
1: sense of rushing. There, there's very little adjustment time, right? That I mean you're you're just energetically going through such a an adjustment period, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you've been in a marriage for a long time and now you're adjusting to your new lifestyle. You're adjusting to a new way of being, you're adjusting, who knows, but I, I do, I agree with you that for so many people, they just don't give themselves a little bit of space and time. It's like they expect themselves to just be off and running and they don't, they, there's so much we miss. Wouldn't you agree, Kimberly, when we don't give ourselves that time or perhaps things that we put off?
2: Yes, I agree with you. There's a lot that we miss. We are missing the information from our body and from our heart that you know are talking to us. Whatever that is, we miss. Um, we miss the opportunity to honor people that died. I uh, wrote this book because someone very close to me, her name was Denise, died. It was somewhat unexpected. She was relatively young, and it was very painful. Uh, for me and everyone who loved her. And I remember about four months into after she died, thinking to myself, wow, this is so painful. Um, It would be easier to cut off my arm, you know, than have this kind of pain. And then the next thought was, well, but it would be dishonorable you know, to not feel it at all. I mean, that to me would be more horrible. Someone dies and you fe- you don't feel anything and you just walk away from someone that you loved and an experience that you had. It didn't seem right. So I felt sort of privileged to be able to know her and to carry her um, her life in my heart. Interesting. So, what you're bringing to
1: light for us is just that idea that when we don't feel, I mean, essentially we numb and to numb, however you do that, whether you hurt yourself or eat or drink or whatever we do to work, work, pour our heart and soul into overworking or distractions that were those numbing mechanisms, essentially our way that we dishonor because now we're not feeling we're not experiencing we're not remembering we're not going through the memories of hey yeah. remember that right and that is so important even with you know we lost our our dog it's been less than a year and we're still sorting through and we've been talking and no not one of us and there's five of us is ready to get another dog we're checking in with each other and asking, how are you doing? You know, are you? And all of us feel like at this point, it would be a dishonor to Bear, who was our dog, to just go out and get another. For us, I know some people that's their process, and they that's what they need to do. But we, it's been a really interesting to do it this way. To and really honorable. It feels really good to just sit in it for a little while. And just the other day, my husband said, I'm just starting to, dogs are coming into my dreams. (laughs) I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And he's like, I know, I know something's coming. I was like, ah, here we go. But this is lovely. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you wrote a book like this, Kimberly. And everyone who's tuning in, Kimberly Brown is here talking about her latest book, Navigating Grief and Loss. 25 Buddhist practices to keep your heart open for yourself and others. We need to tweak, tweak. We need to take a quick break. We'll be right back after the break with more from Kimberly. So hang in there.
0: From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time.
3: Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play DreamVision7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Finding unique artisan jewelry can be a problem, especially when you want a handmade custom mala, desire specific crystals and gemstones, or that special quality piece that is a form of your own self-expression. My name is Jillian, owner and designer of Jillian Inspired Designs. Our company mission is to create jewelry that inspires, uplifts, and even empowers you. Why not have jewelry as your personal statement of who you are and all you are becoming? We give you unique designs, accentuated with semi-precious gems for healing energies, meaningful symbols, and sacred geometry. Come to us with your custom order or shop our website for high-quality, lovely jewelry for you and your loved ones. Find us at www.jillianinspired.com. Spell G-I-L-L-I-A-N-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D.com. And now, use code JUSTASKSPIRIT for 15% off your next purchase. Create a custom mala or special piece with us. We can't wait to inspire you. Imagine if
1: you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at shariannaboyle.com. Welcome back to Just As Spirit. And we're speaking with Kimberly Brown today. She's the author of Navigating Grief and Loss, 25 Buddhist Practices to Keep Your Heart Open for Yourself and Others. So Kimberly, during the break, I asked everyone, just so you know, I asked her if she could maybe do a practice with us so you can get a little taste of what this feels like. And you said, yes. So what do you, what kind of practice do you think would serve? What do you, what are you feeling today, Kimberly?
2: Well, I'm feeling like one of the easiest and best practices for all of us is to simply get still and let go of your devices. So I'm going to ask everybody who's listening and watching, um, go ahead, find a seat. I know you're listening to us through a device, but set it aside a little
1: yeah unless you're driving
2: of course unless you're driving if you're driving don't do this practice just listen along exactly yeah exactly this while driving okay but Um, if you're if you're not away from your devices people exactly away from your devices and just get still okay we're moving around all the time we're looking at this and that you know just get still find a way to get still you can lay down you can sit in a chair And the first thing to do is to put your hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, and close your eyes. So here you are. You might notice you're thinking about what you got to do later. You might be remembering a conversation, okay? I want you just to notice that and choose to feel your feet, your seat, your belly. Relaxing your shoulder blades, relaxing the back of your head and relaxing your forehead and your cheeks, your jaw. And I'd like you to begin simply by noticing that you're breathing and you can feel your breath in your hands. And I'd like you to count your breath. One inhale, one exhale is one. The next inhale and exhale is two. Taking your time And the trick is to just allow yourself to breathe. You don't have to do anything. You're going to count to five and then start again. And we'll be counting our breaths just for about a minute.
1: And if you're joining us, I'm just chiming in to let people know we're in the middle of counting our breath with Kimberly Brown. So just join the practice.
4: Just noticing
2: if you've strayed from your breath, that's okay. Reconnecting, feeling your Belly, feeling your chest, noticing the rise and fall as you inhale and exhale. And now I'd like you to gently connect with someone that you love, someone that you love and are loved by easily. Do not pick a complicated family member. Pick a dear friend, pick uh, an aunt, an uncle, a teacher, a pet. Make a connection with this being. You might imagine them. And just say these phrases to them silently. May you care for yourself with ease. May you be at peace. May you care for yourself with ease. May you be at peace. May you care for yourself with ease. May you be at peace. And just for 30 seconds, repeating these phrases so you're giving a gift to this loved one.
4: May you care for yourself with ease, may you be at peace. May you care for yourself with ease, may you be at peace. May you care for yourself with ease, may you be with peace. May you care for yourself with ease, and may you be at peace. May you care for yourself with ease.
2: May you be at peace. And you can let go of this connection with this other being, feeling your breath, noticing sound entering your ears and smell and taste. And now I'd like you to connect with yourself. You can do this by imagining you're looking in the mirror or just feeling your presence here. And giving the same wisdom to yourself. May I care for myself with ease. May I be at peace. May I care for myself with ease. May I be at peace. May I care for myself with ease. May I be at peace. And just continuing here, 30 seconds, repeating this phrase as though you're giving yourself a gift.
4: May I care.
2: May I care for myself with ease. May I be at peace. Noticing your breath. Noticing your feet. And now just for one minute, connecting with yourself. Including this other being. So imagining perhaps the two of you together. May we care for ourselves with ease. May we be at peace. May we care for ourselves with ease. May we be at peace. Just taking a moment here, including both of you in your heart. Perhaps including also your closest family and friends and pets. May we care for ourselves with ease. May we be at peace. Including all the strangers, all the people you don't really like. May we care for ourselves with ease. May we be at peace. May we care for
1: ourselves with ease. May we be at peace.
2: You can let go of the phrases, just noticing your breathing, thanking yourself for taking this time. And whenever you're ready, concluding the meditation by opening your eyes, stretching, moving, bringing your attention back to our
4: conversation. Wow. That was powerful,
2: Kimberly. I love that. How's everybody feeling? This oh. is a type of meditation. It's called the meta meditation, M-E-T-T-A, usually translated as loving kindness meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brain scientists love this one because they see that it rewires the brain very quickly, about 12 weeks. You can start to see Um, less self-critical, self-criticism, and more pro-social behavior. Um, There's something about most of our minds go to the negative so easily, you know, and this is kind of moving us back to a little bit more balance.
1: In just a few minutes.
2: In just a few minutes. It's amazing. I mean, that was maybe what, three to four minutes? Yeah, it was about four minutes long. About Mm
1: -hmm. four minutes. Is this in your book? This, specific? this is in my
2: book. Mm-hmm. It oh, is.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I can I can really see a lot of people benefiting from this book, Kimberly. So once again, everyone, if you're tuning in, Kimberly Brown just led us through a beautiful meta meditation, kind and loving meditation. You've heard the benefits of that and her book's called Navigating Grief and Loss, 25 Buddhist Practices to Keep Your Heart Open for Yourself and Others. I feel, I mean, I'm like so chill. <laughs> I'm so chill. I can barely talk right now. I'm just feeling like, oh, all is good. All is well. You can see how you just move into that state of just being calm and grounded. That's what I feel very
2: grounded. Yeah. I mean, it's surprising. It's surprising in that so many of us just need a little permission to bring mm. kindness and care to ourselves because most most people I meet are very kind and very caring, especially to others, but it's super hard to turn it this way. So these practices kind of allow us just to open our heart a little in a way that it's simple. You know? mm.
1: And I love the way that you mentioned the way it goes across traditions, because I think sometimes people are, even with all the awareness and all the science behind meditation and the benefits and mindfulness, there they're still sometimes is a little skeptic, I find, and perhaps a little bit of guilt <laughs> right. Yeah. That I might be cheating on whatever I grew up with, any, you know, family kind of religion or dogma or something. And I, I think the more we do the practices, the more you realize this is so beyond that. So I, I appreciate and the way it does cross all traditions. So it's a matter of practice. And like you say, open your heart.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I think, at, at you know, the truth of our lives is we simply we don't need more Buddhists. We don't need more Christians. We don't need more Jewish people. We need more people who have wisdom and kindness and compassion in their hearts and can really meet their own suffering and others with clarity. These practices help do it, as do many other practices and other traditions, but they all meet in that agreement you know, and that it's a time that we need to take care of each other, ourselves and each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially with everything that we're being bombarded with and the amount of loss that we're witnessing, the amount of violence. I mean, some of these things we're seeing on the news, it's just horrific. I mean, it's just heart-wrenching. I very often have to just turn the channel and because it's, or just, remove myself because I'm like, I just can't watch this anymore. I can't listen to it anymore. Um, And I'm sure you feel the same way. It's just, it's assaultive to our energy to see these kinds of images over and over and over again. It kind of frightens you, right? And you walk around like frightened, startled little beings, right? And our light just dims from that, right? So these are ways to kind of feel safe again. That's what I'm feeling. Feel that sense of safety, that sense of... uh, I love the solitude that you just brought out in each and every one of us and just taking a moment to be quiet. Right. And I was chiming in there just in case anybody was popping on late in the radio. They'd be like, why isn't this tuning in? What's going on? So I purposely chimed in just so in case we had other visitors come into our meditation and we could bring them in. Um, so I'm curious, is your book on audio?
2: It will be. It is not available yet, but it will. the audio version will be up.
1: I think that'll be really special to be able to listen to your voice because you do have a really pretty voice and a nice delivery with all this.
2: Thank you, Sheriana. I'm glad. Oh,
1: you're so welcome. And thank you for coming on Just Ask
2: Spirit. It's a pleasure. I'm glad to see you again.
1: Yeah. And congratulations on this book. This is fabulous. This is going to help so many people. So if you know anybody or if you'd like to buy it for yourself or anyone else you feel could use some little practices again, navigating grief and loss, 25 Buddhist practices to keep your heart open for yourself and others. Thank you, Kimberly. We need to take another quick break, but I'm coming back after the break with a quick message from spirit. So hang in there. Are you looking for a simple way to stay in shape and care for your emotions? Well, look no further, it's Sheriana here. And I want you to know, I have been teaching yoga for over 20 years. My style might be a little different. I include a little bit of cardio, yoga, breath work, and of course you're gonna hear my emotional detox teaching sprinkled in. People describe my classes as therapy. So zoom in and practice yoga with me live on Tuesdays at 930 Eastern or Thursdays, noontime Eastern, where you can take it on demand as I record everything. Go to shariannaboyle.com, click Explore Memberships to learn more.
0: From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show.
3: Looking for a fun and relaxing getaway? Omega Rest and Rejuvenation Retreats are a great way to unwind and renew your spirit. Sit and read in the garden, explore the woodland trails, or try a daily yoga or meditation class. You can stretch your body, quiet your mind, and do as much or as little as you choose. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 800-944-1001. When we think of a detox, we usually think of it as a physical experience. But what about a mind-emotional detox? With Sherrianna Boyle's new book, Emotional Detox Now, you get just that. Inside, you will find 135 of Sherrianna's signature cleanses laid out for you. In just five minutes a day, you can enjoy the soothing benefits of an emotional detox. Imagine feeling centered, calm, and free. With an emotional detox now, you can. Grab your book today at your favorite bookstore or go to shariannaboyle.com. Finding unique artisan jewelry can be a problem, especially when you want a handmade custom mala, desire specific crystals and gemstones, or that special quality piece that is a form of your own self-expression. My name is Jillian, owner and designer of Jillian Inspired Designs. Our company mission is to create jewelry that inspires, uplifts, and even empowers you. Why not have jewelry as your personal statement of who you are and all you are becoming? We give you unique designs, accentuated with semi-precious gems for healing energies, meaningful symbols, and sacred geometry. Come to us with your custom order, or shop our website for high-quality, lovely jewelry for you and your loved ones. Find us at www.jillianinspired.com. Spell G-I-L-L-I-A-N-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D.com. And now, use code JUSTASKSPIRIT for 15% off your next purchase. Create a custom mala or special piece with us. We can't wait to inspire you. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back
1: to Just As Spirit. I'm Sheriana, and I hope that you're enjoy- enjoying the show thus far. That was a wonderful interview with Kimberly Brown. I really enjoy her a lot. I've, as I said earlier, I've spoken to her before, and I find her information to be extremely valuable. So this is the part of the show I mentioned, um, give you a little bit of messaging from Spirit. Also want to do a little housekeeping here. In terms of, uh, my website. So if you go to sherryannaboyle.com, I have put in a new free item. So if you go to sherryannaboyle.com, you go to free resources. What you're going to see there, folks, is a realignment kit. That's what it's called. And what that is, is that's for the individual who is feeling like you're out of sorts and maybe you lost your mojo a little bit, or you are feeling a little out of focus, right? Procrastinating perhaps, and low energy kind of stuff. This realignment kit is just a, it's a quick tool. It's a quick way to kind of move the energy in your body. And it's for free. I just put it together. So if you go to shariannaboyle.com, you can download that right away. I believe you have to confirm your email, so just you'll probably get an email confirmation. But what it is is, excuse me, you get a mantra. And this is a mantra that is not in my book, Mantra's Made Easy. So it's one that I've been using quite a lot especially recently, and it's actually a a sound. So don't expect it to be some long phrase or anything like that. It's just one (laughs) sound that you can repeat. Remember mantras are repeated. That's the they're repeated and they're like in a chant form. And so I give you that one mantra that I would highly recommend. It's an ancient mantra and it's a Sanskrit mantra, which means it's been around for thousands and thousands of years, which it's got some, as I say, chutzpah to it. It's got some current to it. It's like, it's like jumping into a pool where the whirlpool is already going. You don't have to create the whirlpool. You don't have to create the movement. You just get in and join. So that's what I love about mantras, especially the Sanskrit, is that current is already in existence for you. You just make a conscious choice to take part. Okay. So there's that mantra. And you also get a one-page printable journal. So what that is, it's like a one page of some reflective questions that can help you just kind of get aligned and centered again. And you can answer them. You can. It's just one page. And then there's a meditation that goes along. Aligned. So there's three things in the realignment kit that are available for all of my listeners right now for free. So I hope that you take full advantage of that and you will also be disconnected so that you can also receive whatever else I'm doing. I don't know if you know this, but very often, at least once or twice a month, I do a live, it's called Manifest Live class on Zoom. And that is where you join me live. You can keep your camera off. I don't care. A lot of people don't want to be seen. Totally fine. And what I do is I do a specific teaching in those manifest lives. So for example, I'm teaching this weekend, um, it's it's only one hour, and it's on a a Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, and I'm teaching about protecting energy. Now, I have a very different view on protecting energy. It's kind of like emotional detox, where I have a little bit of a different angle on how I see emotions and what we cleanse in an emotional detox. I have a little bit of a different angle on protection. I'm, and I've been working through this because I haven't been in alignment with a lot of what's already been taught. And some of the things I've even taught myself, I'm no longer like Kimberly mentioned in her interview. She just realized, oh my gosh, I'm not aligned with this. I can't, I have to go in this. That's kind of happened to me with protection. <laughs> so I- have developed my own way of looking at it. And it just feels more grounding, more aligned. And honestly, I know for me as an empath and as someone who's very sensitive to energy, it's far more effective. So I do a lot of those kinds of classes and I do repeat them. So if you can't make that date and they run live right now, I'm not recording them mainly to protect the confidentiality of the participants. So should they say something in the chat? I don't want to be responsible for anybody feeling like they wish they didn't say something and now other people see it. I just don't align with that. So that's why I don't record those specific manifest live classes. So that's that. So let's take another deep breath. I wanted to share all of that with you. And In terms of spirit, let's take an inhale together. Good. And an exhale together. And make sure you exhale for three and two and one. Okay. Inhale again. So this week and right now, spirit is reminding me that Really focus on your intentions. I think that sometimes we get caught in the details. We get caught in the concerns, fears, and worries around things. So, for example, if you're traveling, you might get caught up in the, I got to do this and I could do that. And what if the flight is late? Or what if, you know, you might get, especially around the holidays, you might get a little bit worked up. And as you get worked up, what gets lost, folks? is intention. Like what is the intention behind this whole trip to begin with? Right? And if the intention is to connect to s- spend some time with your loved ones or to get really focused in your work, maybe it's travel for work and it's a opportunity to connect with other people or to to learn something, then really make sure that you're realigning, (laughs) to use that word again, with your intention, really sink into it. Because I think sometimes with this holiday buzz, we can get a little scattered. So let your intentions, is what spirit's saying, really, really kind of hold you through this very, very busy time of year. Okay? All right. I thought for kicks, what I would also do is I am holding my Emotional Detox Now book. And what I'm going to do is kind of thumb through it and land on a page. All right. And this means it. this is just something you need to hear. Okay. So I'm going to just begin now. Boom, ba-doom, make a, here we go. And I'm letting the pages, I'm going to stop right there. Oh, baby. Guess what it is? Okay. What I've landed on in the book, Emotional Detox Now, is cleansing judgment. So here we go. Do you find yourself judging the actions of people around you? Do you find fault in others? Maybe you're having a hard time figuring out how to fit in to a group, or maybe you're judging yourself, or perhaps you feel judged by your partner and you feel they look at you in a critical way. Maybe you feel like the people in your life do not recognize the good in you, or view, they might view you as lazy, uptight, or selfish. And in some cases, having a bit of discernment, discerning judgment can be good, especially if you are in a situation that may not be safe or healthy. However, If the feeling you are experiencing is chronic and it comes up more often than not, then you have something to cleanse. You can't judge. And this is again from the cleansing judgment page. You cannot judge and heal at the same time. You hear that? You cannot judge and heal at the same time. That is why it is important. To cleanse judgment. Yeah. Hope that makes sense and hope that helps you shift your energy and opens you up to the possibility of really giving yourself permission to release and transform any judgment today. Well, I really enjoyed my time with all of you today. And when you get a chance, head over to either shariana boyle. I'm sorry, Instagram or your, I have a new Instagram, which is called Just Ask Spirit. So either one and you can message me. So if you have any questions or comments, I'd love to hear from you. Go to Instagram, which is Just Ask Spirit and or sharing Boyle. All right. Until next time, remember your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Take care.